Welcome to episode 14, the Has Fallen series. On this episode, Johnny and Eddie discuss the Has Fallen movies, Olympus, London, and Angel. Johnny mentions those in the industry that have passed recently, and Eddie lists the movies that will hit the box office this month. We invite you to grab some popcorn and your favorite beverage, take a seat, and put up your feet, because we're talking movies. Welcome back. I'm Johnny Popcorn. And I'm Eddie Klieg, and we're talking movies. Well, before we get started today, I'm going to do something we try to do every month, and it's been uh, been about 30 days since we did this, and that means talking about those individuals who are significant in the film industry, particularly the film industry, that have died during the month. I have two. One is peripherally uh, involved in the movies, and I'm talking about Chloe Ardelia Wolford, more commonly known as Toni Morrison, the African-American author who had many, many successful books, the most successful, and the reason that we're mentioning her today. She died on uh, August 5th at the age of 88. She was in New York. She was born in Ohio. Wrote many books. The one that I'm going to mention today is Beloved because it was turned into a movie. The Beloved was published in 1987. The movie came out in 1988. And the movie was directed, it was produced, I believe, uh, Eddie, by Oprah Winfrey because she starred in it with Danny Glover. And it was directed by a pretty, pretty good director, Jonathan Demi, and if you remember, he did Philadelphia and also Silence of the Lambs. The book was was published 1987. She won the Pulitzer Prize in 1988, and the movie came out in 1998. The movie, unfortunately, although it was well read and it deals with an issue of slavery, and there's a little bit of mystical element to it. It's about a slave in Kentucky in plantation days before the war. It didn't do all that well at the box office, though. They had a budget of $80 million. Eddie, I borrowed some of Eddie's accounting information, but it only took in $22 million. So despite the uh, impact of uh, and the presence of Oprah Winfrey, it didn't do all that well. All that well? That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other individual who definitely is grounded in the movie industry uh, because he comes from a pretty famous family, and I'm talking about the death of Peter Fonda, August 16th. He, of course, is the son, the oldest son of the famous Henry Fonda, and he's the older brother of Jane Fonda, and he's the father of Bridget Fonda. He had a pretty interesting career. He basically gained, he started in TV work, actually, in the 60s, and, of course, with that name of Fonda, there was a lot of expectations, I would suppose. He was most famous, for those of you who know the movies, for the counterculture uh, film Easy Rider, which he uh, wrote, co-wrote, and that movie was directed by Dennis Hopper. That came out in 1969. Also an appearance in there with Jack Nicholson, and that's about two long-haired bikers traveling through the southwestern and southern U.S. where they encounter intolerance and violence, but it was a significant film. It really made him 
well, famous in his own right, not just in the uh, limelight of his father that he was sharing. And of course, he had a career that went on and on, but he was a middle-range actor. He became a director. He was nominated for a Oscar. In fact, he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for Easy Rider, and he was also later, during an, in, an individual performance in about a beekeeper in Ulee's Gold in 1997, he was nominated for Best Actor. And that's the passing of Peter Henry Fonda during this past month. What, what did he pass from? He died from respiratory failure resulting from from a long, well, at least a battle with lung cancer. So it was complications from lung cancer. Okay, I was just and wondering, because when I look at the filmography, he's actually in a couple this year, 2019. So I don't know if it was like a sudden thing or a no, gradual thing. And this is what we found out. One of our favorites, Michael Nyquist, who we, we like, you know, we saw him in Hunter Killer. He had died before. And, you know, when these things go into production, by the time they actually get released, a lot of stuff can happen. So that's the case here. We're still waiting for your movie to be released, right? Uh, you betcha. You <laughs> betcha. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm going to ask the question, Eddie, where are we going today? Well, Johnny, <clears throat> that's a little tricky. Um, I know that I've been saying that this week we were going to do movie adaptations, the ones that did not work. Maybe that applies to yeah, well, Beloved. True, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> but something happened uh, this week. We actually got a chance to go see Angel Has Fallen. And, you know, thinking about doing a review on that movie, a lot of the stuff that we're going to pull from are from the first two movies. So we're going to hold off on the movie adaptations. We'll move that a couple weeks from now. Let's do a... We're talking... The Fallen series. In the Fallen series. There you go. And we've said before that we will change things periodically because of circumstances or special events. And I guess we can say this is a special event because that's this is the second time in, what, about three weeks we've had an opportunity to actually go to the movies again at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> been a few months. There's been a dry spell. <laughs> we've uh, had to watch a lot of these movies on our own. Um, and Eddie and I like to go together because we can uh, kick it around uh, after the fact. And so that's we, what we're doing. We weren't able to do it this time, but normally we're the only ones in the theater. So we're just like talking to each other and going, oh, my gosh, did you see that? <laughs> we can't do that when there's others in the, in the theater. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. So let's get it started. Where are we going to go? So, so the first movie is Olympus Has Fallen with 2013. Right. I've seen this movie a gazillion times. It was released the same summer as a movie that was basically the very close to the same thing, which was called White, White House, House Down. Down. Yeah. yeah, and that was with uh, Tatum uh, Channing. I always get them mixed up, too. Tatum yeah. Channing and... Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. yeah. Which, it had action in it, but it was had a lot of more humor in it, I think. This one I like better. I don't know. Maybe it's because the whole White House got destroyed and... Yeah. They were both interesting. They were both interesting in their own right. And it, it, it is interesting that they were co obviously competing with the same idea and one got out before the other. And, of course, the Fallen series, when we're talking about the Fallen series here, uh, which is currently three films, this is the third film we just saw, we're talking about its star, again, who a guy who's we've kind of gotten to like seeing his work in a, a few films, and that's Gerard Butler. 
Yeah, we like, especially in these action movies, he's pretty good. He was in that sub-movie we just saw. Hunter Killer. We didn't with, just see it, it was a couple months yeah, ago. With Michael Nyquist, who I just mentioned, he right. was the Russian general in that. Yeah, so I, I like him. I like these movies. I I watched um, Olympus Has Fallen, One and Has Fallen, which is the second one, several times. Whenever I see it on TV, I, I turn it on. And I actually, over the last two days, I watched it. I was watching it just as intensely as I usually do, so there's no no loss there, you know. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. There's nothing like, I think we commented, I think I commented a f- several episodes back, somehow Gerard Butler came up. Nothing like an Irish actor playing an American secret serviceman. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. So, and that is, for those of you who know, and those of you who are, maybe wondering about this and Eddie's going to lead us into the discussion but Gerard Butler plays Mike Banning who in one number one is uh leading the detail for uh, security detail for the president of the United States who was played by Aaron Eckert who we also talked about recently is uh, right he was in uh, the dark night Oh, Harvey Dent again. Harvey Dent, yes. <laughs> and another actor that's in this movie that was in that movie with him was Morgan Freeman, who plays in this movie Speaker Trumbull. In in one, he's a speaker. Yeah, and then he plays um, Lucius Fox. I think that's his name in The Dark Knight. Yeah, so it's directed by Anton Fuqua. And as Johnny said, we have Gerard Butler, Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd's in it. Mike Banning is on the detail for the Secret Service in the beginning of the movie. Then something kind of tragic happens, kind of something tragic does happen. He ends up getting a desk job in the Treasury. Then all of a sudden all heck breaks loose and he looks out the window and he starts heading to the White House and he starts killing people. Yeah. But the, just the whole, the the just the events of how it all happened with a, a plane coming out of nowhere and shooting down things and all that kind of stuff. Well, the one thing, and I, we, we try to do this, even if you've seen it, for those of you who've seen the movie, it may seem a little stilted. We also try, don't want to disappoint it for somebody who might be interested in looking for it. But there are a couple of things we probably can mention because this is politically based and inspired. And this one happens to be a diplomatic group attending the meeting with the White House yeah, from South, South Korea right. is infiltrated by North Koreans. So it even today it's timely with all the discussion about the missile issue with North Korea. So we're not giving anything away. There has to be a, a certain understanding of how this thing gets set in motion. And Banning is, as he say, as Eddie said, because of tragic circumstances, he's been given a desk job. And he's been pulled away from what he really loves to do, and that's work with the, the guys in the field and protecting the president. But it, due to these circumstances that happen, he's called and takes it upon himself to try to rescue the president, basically. And the whole movie revolves around that effort, and it is centered outside, inside, on top of, below the White House. <laughs> yeah. <you> say that? <laughs> and, you know, this, this is, to me, this is kind of scary. So there was a special feature in the DVD, right? Yep. And it mentions that the attack on the White House that's in this movie was planned by former Secret Service agents who were asked, how would you attack it if you had to? It just seems like it's given a lot of stuff away that they probably shouldn't have given away. I mean, it made it look realistic, but geez, I mean. No, I, that, that's, that's. 
nuts. Well, we have talked before, and even other circumstances, anybody that's read a Tom Clancy novel and all the, the situations that precipitate action in his films, and he had direct access to a lot of intelligence officers, military personnel, to try to make his stuff as realistic as possible. And now when you see, and frankly, what you're, what you're saying, Eddie, when you look at number three, what happens at the beginning of this third film right. is really pretty scary. Uh, and we will talk about that in a bit. But And we're trying to, the newest one, Eddie and I try to limit ourselves to talking about it in the context of what you will see in the trailer so that we're not giving anything away that the producers and directors haven't given you a hint of already. Yeah, we try to be as spoil-free as possible. I actually put a tag on the last, wasn't the last minute, it, the, the episode that we did, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. In the beginning of it, I said, spoiler alert, but when we got through it, thinking about it, we didn't spoil anything because everything we talked about was in those trailers, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, we'll, we'll do our best to tiptoe around that. But these other movies have been out for some while. But, but again, we don't want to spoil it if you'd like to look at them because we think if you like action, drama, political thriller type of thing uh, and a heroic actions of people who are trying to do their best in bad circumstances, they're pretty worth, it's worth a couple of hours. Yeah, it's, it's fast pace. Yep. I'm always into those. One of my favorite movies is Air Force One with Harrison Ford. And you know, same type of thing, seeing the, the back workings of how, I mean, I know it's not exactly the way it is nowadays, but just to see behind the scenes look at something I'm very interested in, you mm -hmm. know, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So yeah, I liked it. I mean, the whole bunker thing, they go down in the bunker and gruesome too. I have a, they actually in, in, the, in the notes that I get my stuff off of, it didn't have these for the other movies, but for this movie, there was a body count of 168 people in this movie. For the first one. For the first for, one, yeah. Mm, wow. Well, we, we wonder this as we watch these films. I mean, they are pretty brutal and they are violent. And it's all in, again, it's in context. And again, if you don't like these kind of things, you wouldn't want to want to watch it anyway. But uh, they are very realistic. I'm amazed. The special effects, I, I read something by someone in the, another column in the newspaper or whatever, or magazine, about how realistic these, and we're not even talking CG, no. how realistic these close encounter uh, special effects are when you're shooting people you know right right up close stabbing people and so on and I know there's tricks to it but making it happen look realistic without hurting people is is phenomenal yeah you'll see, you'll see throughout the three movies he has a, a knack for using knives to give the final yeah yeah the final knockout to people and i don't know how they do it because i mean we're looking at it real up close and whoa it's amazing i one of these days we need to get uh like a stunt producer or stuntman guy on or something like that to give us maybe a behind the scene type of thing well it's interesting because we've already talked about some of these movies and some we're even going to talk about down the road how many of these former stunt guys and this has been industry-wide for a long time eventually the stunt guys become directors they understand not only the setting of the scenes and so on, they understand what goes into making the scenes happen so that some of them became pretty good directors. Yeah, that's happened on a couple yep. A couple yep. things. So yep. All those out there that are, are waiting for this information, here you go. 
The budget on this movie was seventy million. Uh, it grossed in the U.S. ninety-nine million, and grossed one hundred and seventy million worldwide, which makes sense that they made another one. <laughs> yeah, it does. And and who knows? Had that been standalone, that's pretty good anyway for that kind of film. And Gerard Butler, you know, it's not like he was a Tom Hanks or a Denzel Washington. I mean, where he was exceedingly well known. Right. As far as I know, the first time I became aware of him, really, and then, he would, then I find out he's in a couple other lesser films, was the 300, where it's the, going back in the Greek. He played the Leonidas in the the Battle of Thermopylae, so which was a kind of uniquely filmed, which got a lot of attention because not his brutality, but the way it was filmed was very, very different. And he was in, shall we say, tip-top shape for that film. Yeah. And now he's buffed. He's still buffed. He's big. He's a big, strong guy. So he, he's the action hero. And if White House Down had not come out at the same time, some people saw one or the other, and they said, well, I don't need to see another one of those films. So they went to this one or that one, perhaps. And I don't know how well. We didn't check on White House Down to see if how it, competitively how it, it did. We can check that. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. Before we go on, I, yep. do, I got a couple quotes from right. the movie that I, I just... I think it's funny. For instance, like I said, Morgan Freeman's character is Speaker Trumbull. And because the president and the vice president are in the bunker, at this point in the movie, they're unclear exactly what's going on. The Speaker of the House becomes acting president. Mm -hmm. So that's Speaker Trumbull. So he sits down and you know he's like, he looks like he's shaking a little. He's looks really, really nervous. And everyone's looking at him and they're looking at each other going, oh, what the heck's going to happen? And then all of a sudden he goes, uh, can you give me uh, some coffee, half and half, three sweet and lows, and in a real cup, not, not a one of those styrofoam mugs. And they're all looking at each other and going, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes, all right, let's secure all nuclear sites, get me an expert on North Korea, then I want to speak to the premier of North Korea on a secure line. After that, I want to speak to the Russians, the Chinese, the British, and the French, and set up a press conference all that in order now. That feels pretty cool. Yeah. That, and he says it like the voice of God. Right. <laughs> you got Morgan Freeman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then there is one point towards the end of the movie when Mike Banning and the president are walking and Mike turns to, to the president and says, sorry about the house, sir. And then the president goes, it's okay. I believe it's insured. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. A little humor after all the, all the tragic circumstances <laughs> That's what's nice about the first two movies. I mean, there's very little humor. Right. Um, there is some humor the way that... But they're serious movies. I mean, it's serious situations. The way that Mike Banning handles some of the bad guys, there is some comedy involved in that. Right. But the banter back and forth between him and the president, that's, that's pretty good. And it follows through into the second movie. Yeah, it, because it's made very obvious because they are, they've bonded pretty closely. They have a friendship. They run together. They're... There's several scenes where they do kibitz, challenge each other, uh, joke. So there is a bond there. So when they are in in danger, when the president's in danger and he's trying to save the president from being hurt, killed, you get the point that uh, he's definitely loyal and committed to making that, prevent that. So Yeah, definitely. So the second one came out in 2016. London has fallen. And the premise behind this one is the Prime Minister of England is 
dies in his sleep. He, he dies. I yes. think it was yep. the result of, he had some procedure and they think it's because of that. So all of the world leaders are coming to London um, and they're, they're saying that London is the most secured place in all the country because of all these people that are coming in. Well, one by one, they're all in different parts of London trying to come to Buckingham, Buckingham Saint, Paris. St. Saint Paul. St. Saint Paul? St. Paul, where the funeral's being held. Okay, St. Yep. Paul, my bad. Yep. There was a scene at Buckingham earlier with the German, I think it's the German chancellor. She's observing the changing of the guard and whatever. Uh, then the girl comes up to yeah. her at the floor. Okay. Yeah. But at this funeral, they're all trying to get to St. Paul's Cathedral, and um, as they say, they're either in traffic or whatever. The, the French so. president was on a boat. Mm -hmm. um, the Japanese guy is on the bridge. The, the, the Italian mm -hmm. premier was on top of, the, way on top of this. this uh, Westminster Abbey. Yep. Yeah. In the tower of Westminster Abbey. He's this old guy with like a 30-year-old. Yep. He's just, I think they're copying off of the, the the guy that just got yeah booted out over there yeah he was a couple years ago known yeah. for that kind yep. of stuff and the Canadian so anyways in different ways they kind of each start blowing up mm -hmm. and then uh, Mike Banning basically threw everybody off a little because he they arrived there a lot sooner than they were supposed to purposely just to make sure everyone was off off guard and then the whole movie's about trying to get him to safety. Right, right, right. I mean, and against the terrorists, the terrorists, a, a group of terrorists have orchestrated this whole thing and we won't give you the, it's, you'll know from the beginning who it is, who's, who initiated it, let's put it that way. But the point is, Mike is using his wiles and any connections he can come up with and help through MI6 to get the president to safety, and hopefully eventually back to the U.S. And a lot of stuff is happening yeah, during this whole... Car sequences with a car and... Helicopter sequences. Helicopters and... and, and <laughs> yeah, rockets and machine gunning and fights. And it's, it's, it's pretty intense. As I say, there's nothing cartoonish about this. I mean, it's a very serious, politically infused, realistic, uh, real-world, real... -world, real Today, I mean, this is uh, this is current stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think I think too the chemistry between Aaron Eckert and Butler, Eckert being the president, of course, uh, is very good. So it is believable about their commitment to each other. And uh, Banning says that's not going to happen, sir. Every time it looks, that's not going to happen. If, if somebody's going to get him, right. I'm not going to. That's not going to happen. So. But it's uh, it's a it's a good uh, relationship, he puts and you a, believe it. He puts them in a, an area, gives them a gun, and says, "Shoot that! Shoot this way at the bad guys <laughs> if they come in." He's in a closet. Or, oh, he's in a closet. That's yeah. what he and then, uh, then he's like, "Well, what? You know, don't open the door for anyone but me." He goes, "Well, what if you don't come back?" <laughs> he said, "Well, you're." Beep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're, look. you're in, you gotta look, yeah. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's yeah, basically, he tells him, that's not going to happen. He keeps telling him that. So, and you believe it, you know. So, so there, there's a small um, set of time where he does not have the president in his, he's not under guard. He's right. been captured. And there's, they're at this one building and it's fortified and there's, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bad guys and they're about to 
he's about to go in to go get the get the president, and he's got the England's whatever their the, army is, their special forces. Their special forces. And then the the main guy on a phone calls Banny and says, you, know, "You can't go in. You can't go in there." He goes, "Heck, I'm not gonna go in there. It's the, the president's in there." He goes, "No, you're not understanding. There's more than a hundred terrorists in there." And then Mike Banning, yeah, well, they should have brought more men. And then he jumps <laughs> out and he goes and he's shooting them and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, so it's, you know, we're talking heroic here. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Now, yeah. with all three of them being squished together, timeline, time-wise for me, because I saw them all within a couple of days, mm. I think London Has Fallen is the weaker of the three. You also have to look at it, at least to me, I have to look at them each as a different type of movie. Especially Olympus Has Fallen and then the new one. See, Olympus Has Fallen, it wasn't just the characters. There was the presidency. There was the White House. Mm-hmm. There was all that kind of stuff. And But then London Has Fallen is kind of like everything just is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not necessarily a place, but it's just going crazy. And it's a, it's a mission to go in and get the president and find him. Well, the damage is done to London, I mean, is pretty pretty uh shocking if uh, you know when you see the over the overview that they show after the damage and some of it's be, as it's being done but yeah the scale is different uh, i mean because it's a little more it's not in the u.s right yeah uh, so before we go on to the last one let me give you the, the figures on this one uh, so the budget was 60 million on this movie which was uh about ten million more than the last. It grossed sixty-two million in the U.S., two hundred and five million worldwide, which is interesting, because if it was all based on the U.S. gross, it really made two million dollars. Yeah. But since worldwide, two hundred and five million. That's a lot. But because it's in London, I guess. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Maybe it. There was no interest in seeing it as much as the first one. It wasn't as unique. Although we, we saw it. We, we saw excited. it. We liked it. We liked it. Yeah, Eddie. When Eddie said he saw these in the last three days, that was a refresher. He had seen these before. It wasn't that he just saw them. It's oh, kind of a yeah. refresher. Yeah, you, I didn't want you to leave the impression that you had just seen these movies. No, did a refresher. And we do this as we say all the time. Oh, gee, I got to. It's on. Even if it's on TV. I want to watch this part because this is really cool. So. And the title of the next one, yeah, the next the one, last one, the one we just saw is "Angel Has Fallen." Angel is referring to Guardian Angel, referring right. to the President's guard, uh, or you know, the, the Secret Service, his protection. Now, when I first heard about Angel Has Fallen online, it said it was about Air Force One, which it totally is not. Not true. So. No. Sometimes, I know this is going to sound sound strange, but sometimes the internet is not right. You know, after thinking about it, I, and if you take this movie as a straight action movie, um, you know, almost like a Marshalls movie. Is it Marshalls? Is that the, what's the movie? U.S. Marshalls, the one with, are you talking about uh, like The Fugitive? The yeah, one with, with Harrison Ford, and then they did U.S. Marshalls as a follow-up with Tommy Lee Jones, who oh. was in the first one as well. Right, where yeah. you have someone who is wrongly accused Mm-hmm. And everybody's going, going after him. Going after him, chasing him, yeah. So when you take it like that, it, it actually was a pretty good movie. And there's the character, and it's in the previews. Nick Nolte yeah. is in it. 
I think he does a great job. He's a strange guy, but he did a great job. Well, we can set the premise because that was right. in the trailer. They, basically, there's an assassination attempt uh, on now President Trumbull. And, of course, Banning is being considered to be moved up to the head of the Secret Service. Anyway, this attack, and on the, in the, on the trailer, it's done by drone. And he, there's a... A lot of people killed, and Banning survives, the president survives, and Banning is basically accused of being part of the plot to kill the president. That's all you need to know going in. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Uh, one of the key characters in here, there's a couple actors uh, that I'm going to mention, because I thought he was well cast for it, and I've seen him more and more and more in several films over the years. That's Danny Houston, and that's Angelica Houston's brother. John Huston's son, the famous director, the late famous director, of course. And he's, uh, I've been seeing him, and not to interject TV here, but he has a starring role with, and I won't say the uh, the key actor in that series, Yellowstone, that's appearing. Oh, no. But, Go ahead. <laughs> Once per episode, you have one character. <laughs> Kevin Costner is a star and producer of the TV show Yellowstone, where he is basically a... King Lear type character owning a ranch in Montana. And Danny Houston plays a, a bad guy who's a developer who's kind of semi joining forces with Costner. But Houston also, in Eddie's world, he's he was in the X Men series, right? He's in the X Men. He was part of the guy, he was one of the military guys who helped develop the Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was in a that. couple of those. That's so. That is and, and if you want to see another good one with Danny Houston as a bad guy, Edge of Darkness with Mel Gibson came out a few years ago. It's another political thriller. Uh, it's kind of an interesting take on some things, and Danny Houston is an industrialist in that one. Anyway, he's in this. I think he's believable. He's an old pal of of Bannings, and that's central to the story, and Nick Nolte, who Eddie mentioned, is Banning's father. Yeah, and he's a... And he's aged. He's Let me tell you, Nick Nolte has aged. I don't know what his age is, and now I'd have to check it out, but he's pretty grizzled in this, shall we he say. He is. He is crazy. <laughs> and, and I don't think it's makeup. No. I don't think it's makeup. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> And then, and it shows this in the trailer. I mean, he's blowing things up like crazy. It just, you know, there's certain things in this movie that there's some plot weird that you know, ooh, yeah. we saw that coming, and I'm sure you'll see it when you watch it. But other than that, um, and I must bring up that in the beginning of the movie, I noticed very, very quickly some weird camera actions going on. Yeah, that bothered you a lot. I yeah. know. Now, when I get towards the middle of the movie. It stopped, but it was some weird, just the, just the focused in on people cutting head. It was just, it was, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being too picky, but uh, it was weird. Now, it's only been out for two weeks as of the recording of this podcast, and it had a $40 million budget. Mm -hmm. And uh, as of this week, it's grossed 28 in the U.S. and 36 worldwide. But they're expected more because uh, when we're recording this, we're coming up on the Labor Day holiday, mm -hmm. so there'll be more activity at the movie theater. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'd be interesting because the first weekend it was pretty strong. 
they thought for this particular type of film and one the third in the series. And this is what we talk about. This is the third of this, and there's been a lot of these. We've talked about this sequel, sequel, sequel. Uh, and they, would you say that they kind of left it open that maybe there might be a something else was falling? Well, fallen? Well, well, I thought that until I read this. Okay. Jared Butler stated that this film will be darker and more character-driven yeah. than either of its previous installments, even going as far as to comparing it to Logan, which was the Wolverine movie. Yeah. He also expressed hope that this will be the final installment in the Has Fallen trilogy. Mm. So he, not so much. Well, he worry about the scripting. Well, one thing is, as Eddie's pointed out, we thought there were a couple of holes they didn't explain, and they also, there's some circumstances where some characters who probably should be a little smarter than they appear to be after a few things, they do some things that we, we kind of said, huh? But yeah. the action sequences are pretty intense. I thought they were really well done. When they're, they're, they're shooting those machine guns, when they're blasting those machine guns, and the way they do these special effects anymore, I mean, it's, it's intense, and people getting hit left and right. That's the, I thought they did a good job with that. You know, we had some questionable things about, again, about the plot and the way the storyline was carried out. But I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, as much as you enjoy these action thrills. If you're not into political thrillers or action-packed, hand-to-hand machine guns and so on, it's not the movie for you. But for those of you out there who like it, yeah, again... If you, and if you like the first two and you like the character, again, we see this because we cared about the character. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I wish the other president was in it. I mean, in some... I liked Eckert. I uh, thought he was good. Not to say there's anything wrong with Morgan Freeman as the president, but you would think it would at least be acknowledged. That's one thing that was weird in this movie, that the other two movies weren't even acknowledged. I mean, I mean even if you look at the trailer, the premise of the movie, oh, he's set up, they think, everyone thinks he killed... Right. tried to kill the president. Well, didn't anybody say, well, wait a second. Isn't this the same guy who saved the president in the first movie? Yes. Saved the president yeah. in the second movie? Yeah, if you, if, you, if you, when you watch it, there were a couple opportunities where that backstory should have been inserted, and it was not. Because if you watch this alone, if it's stand, maybe they wanted a standalone movie, but I think it, and this was the only one you watched, you should have some understanding of why Mike Banning is so respected at the start of the thing, even. Right, exactly. It's And then suddenly they're not crazy. believing him. I mean, it just did, some of this didn't make sense. But anyway. And I do want to point out, so in the, in the first movie, Morgan Freeman was the Speaker of the House, uh, acting president there for a little bit. In the second movie, he was the Vice President. And in this movie, he is the President. So love... Love Morgan Freeman and whatever he does, so he really was great. I was taking a look at the Wayback Machine, and White House Down, I mm -hmm. that's what it's called, right? Yep, White House Down. It had, listen to this, Olympus Has Fallen had a $70 million budget. White House Down had a $150 million budget. Its opening weekend in the U.S. was $24 million, and it grossed $205 million worldwide, which was more than Olympus has fallen, but, but it cost over double the amount, the amount, which is crazy because they didn't blow up the whole, uh, White House down, I don't think they totally destroyed the well, entire was, White House. Well, there was a lot of damage. There was a lot of damage. The, the point being, I'm not sure that people thought that Tatum Channing, 
even I was, I knew the name. I wasn't, you know, we're back again. Is he the guy that you would have put in there? I, I think he performed fine. Right. But I think if people were looking at what movie do we go see, who is that? You know, there might have been people who had questions about that. I don't know. So, Yeah, it's interesting. The bad guy in this one, though, was... James Wood. Yeah, James Wood plays a good bad guy. He's uh, he's like Gary Oldman. Yeah. Gary Oldman plays a good guy, and you go, huh? <laughs> yeah, when's he turning bad? He's or Winston bad. Churchill. I mean, you know, come on. He's, this guy, yeah, that's he's, crazy. Or, as we said in the Batman series, he... He was uh, Commissioner Gordon. He was a good guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, anything else you want to add about number three here? No, I, th I think that's that's it for me. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to say I can't say because I don't want to spoil right. it. No, but, we don't. You know, like I said, if as a man getting chased by, you know, government and tried to prove that he was right or he didn't do it, I think they did a pretty good job with that. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked it. I'll rent it when it comes out. There is one point, and I was questionable starting it because when you do these sequence things, trying to get the right actors, the same actors playing roles, the woman who played his wife in the first two did not appear in this one. And they put, what, Piper Parabo, you said, was yeah, the replacement. Absolutely. And I questioned whether she was fine, and if you don't, you know, if you can kind of suspend your belief from the first two, she was she was fine. It was his wife and whatever. But that's always a problem. The more you stretch this out, so and so isn't available to keep the continuity of the relationship. I mean, your wife is kind of significant. Suddenly, you had somebody else in right exactly in the role, and it's not like he divorced and remarried. He's uh, it's the, supposedly the same woman. So Morgan Freeman and and Gerard Butler were the only two actors that were carried over into this movie from right. the first two. So yeah, for some reason the wife wasn't. It was one of those things where I noticed it at first, but then yeah, I didn't either. I yeah, didn't I anymore. I got into it. It's it was fine. So all right. So I know that uh, Johnny did the those that had passed in the industry, and usually the same episode we do that. I I do what's coming up the next month. So I'm gonna just quickly go through some of these movies that are coming out, and as of recording this, they would be September 2019 movies. The first one beginning. Of September, a movie I am not interested in seeing at all, but I figured I'd throw it in here, is It Chapter 2. Basically, it's starring a clown that goes around, and Mike from Stranger Things, I believe, is in it for a little bit. I really don't know, but I just thought I would throw that in there. <laughs> the Fanatic, which looks like a crazy movie. Director Fred Durst, starring John Travolta. A rabid film fan stalks his favorite action hero. I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet. I'm almost surprised that... I mean, Travolta's good as a bad guy, but he is whacked out in this one. I mean, he has his whole appearance, the sh kind of sheared head and the razor-cut parts of his hair on the side. I mean, he's out there, man. He's really? out there. It, it's going to be kind of tweaky like uh, this upcoming Joker. I'm not sure this is a good career move. I'm not, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Doesn't have his head screwed on straight. No, he's not. September 20th seems to be the day of all movie uh, releases. We've got a couple here. One I want to mention just, just because Nicolas Cage and Lawrence Fishburne are in it, Running with the Devil. That is a, a about a federal agent traces the supply line of a group of experienced cocaine dealers. And Nicolas Cage and Lawrence Fishburne, like I said, are in that. Rambo Last Blood, which looks awesome from looking at the previews, 
starring, of course, Sylvester Stallone. When a friend's daughter is kidnapped, which I was confused when I looked at the trailer. I thought it was his niece. I did, too. I thought it was like Uncle John. How are you? So I'm thinking it's, oh, that's my dad's friend. I've known him forever. I call him Uncle type of thing. Anyways, uh, when the daughter is kidnapped, Rambo crosses the U.S.-Mexico border to bring her home but finds himself up against one of Mexico's most ruthless cartels. It's pretty cool looking at that trailer where he's setting up his whole farm uh, with booby traps, and it's uh, definitely Rambo. Yep, definitely <laughs> Rambo. Definitely that. Rambo. Then there's a movie that kind of came out of nowhere, at least when we saw the, the preview. We didn't even know it was uh, being worked on. It's either A.D. Astral or Ad Astral. I don't know. Ad Astra, I think. I, Astra. That's the way I say it. I don't know if it's A.D. It's supposed to be A.D. Astra, but it's... This stars Brad Pitt, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones, Liv Tyler. It's one man's journey across a lawless and unforgiven solar system to find his missing father. So in the previews, it shows that he's a, he's an astronaut and looks like he's going to be tasked with going and finding his father who disappeared and mm-hmm. seems very interesting just like i said it came out of nowhere and then the the last movie on september 20th johnny and i have have a, a bit of a deal that when it comes to movies that when mrs Klieg or mrs popcorn are interested in one of the movies that that trumps us together watch it of course so i know that on opening day or close to it johnny and his wife and i and my wife will be in theaters somewhere watching Downton Abbey, and it's got the whole gangs back together. The premise is that the the Crawleys and the... Is it Crawleys? That's how yep, you say it. Yep, Crawleys. The Crawleys and their servants prepare for a royal visit from the king and queen. Since the the show was based World War One, This would be George V would this and be Queen a, Mary. Would this be Elizabeth's father? Grandfather. This would be... Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. Grandfather. Grandfather. Would be it, because we're talking 1926, 1927. So it's okay. it's uh, George the Fifth and Queen Mary. Yeah, and it looks. I mean, it looks Downton Abbey. I mean, it's, yep, it should be great. The previews, it, it should, should be great. great. Yeah. And and finally, September 27th, the movie 21 Bridges will be released. It's produced by the Russo brothers. Oh, oh yes. Geez. Produced by the Russo brothers, starring Chadwick Bosman and J.K. Simmons is actually in it as well. It's about a, uncovering a massive conspiracy. The main character is his father was a cop and was killed. So he kind of, one of the things that he specializes in, I guess, is um, finding cop killers. So they're going and there's all this stuff, searching and everything, and they decide that they have to go to extreme measures to catch this person. So they shut down all 21 bridges leading into Manhattan. So 21 bridges. So it looks like a really good movie as well. So what's clock on the wall telling us, Eddie? Well, Johnny, it looks like it's that time again. But before I turn it over to you, as always, we thank you for listening and subscribing to our show. Next week will be the first part of our historic two-episode special event. I played the teaser last week. Part one, we're talking Keanu Reeves. And then the following week, two weeks from today, we're talking... You do not want to miss it. Please tell your family and friends... Anyone can listen for free on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio. New episodes will drop every Monday. Visit Johnny's blog on our website, we'retalkingmovies.com. There you'll find additional commentary, show notes, and references that were mentioned in the show. The easiest way to subscribe to our podcast is to visit our website 
again, we're at TalkingMovies.com, and click on the Subscribe Now link that is located at the top right of the page. And if you have a show idea or just want to say, come on guys, what's up with that irritating train whistle? Send a comment through our website, DM us on Instagram, or tweet us on We Talking Movies. Also, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we're talking movies. We would love it if you would like our page. That's it for me. Okay, that's great. Hey, uh, before I give the final sign-off here, Eddie and I do want to thank all of you who we just saw that there's been quite a rise in the people that have been visiting our site and listening to past episodes and current episodes. And uh, we keep track, and we like to see more and more people coming on, and we thank all of you who have been doing that, and we hope you uh, keep checking up on us. And with that... Looks like that's all for today, folks. Until next time, keep your eyes on the silver screen. And as we fade to black, this is Johnny Popcorn and Eddie Klieg saying so long till we're talking again.